From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeley. Well, welcome to another episode of the Calvary Life Podcast. I'm Eric Wakeling, and very happy to have you all joining us, and I'm happy for you to be able to meet Aaron Holm. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, Aaron? Great. Doing pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Aaron's one of our pastors here on staff. Why don't you just kind of let everybody know what your role is here at Calvary? Yeah. My current role here is I am the Reach and College Associate Pastor. Yes. So I work in missions, doing a lot of short-term trip, go trip stuff. That's been great lately, right? Oh, it's been great. We've gone so many places. It's been awesome. Uh, I've been like here in like Fullerton. It's been great. Um, We're excited for trips next year. Excited next year. Praying it works out. Yeah. And then work with our college students as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So cool. And you've been here for a while. Like how'd you actually end up here at Calvary? Yeah. Good question. (laughs) Um, Been here six years now. um, And I was working up at Hume Lake Christian Camps, which our church loves. And, you know, it's kind of up there. I worked there for six summers, actually, just kind of doing that thing. And uh, it came to a point where I graduated college and was just looking for a job in full-time ministry and Mm -hmm. specifically high school ministry. And I had a few opportunities that came up, but didn't feel right after praying through it and all that. And then I met Doug Brown and <laughs> we like, I feel like we like hit it off and was like, this is great and ended up getting hired and working down here. And it's actually kind of crazy. I've told a few people this, but about about a year ago, I was reading back on some old journal entries. Yeah. And on September 7th, 2013, I was praying for a job uh. in full-time high school ministry. And my start date was September 7th. 2014. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Just a year later, you were here with us. Like so yeah. specific. Yeah, so it's awesome. so awesome. Yeah, yeah, and we've been super blessed to have you. I remember, like, I, I even remember everybody being like, hey, I think we're going to be able to get Aaron home. <laughs> Seriously, Aww. like, because everybody yeah. loved you up at Hume, Aww. and yeah. you're so great, and we love, like, so many of the staffers up at Hume. Yeah. And I'm a little less in touch with them nowadays because I'm like an old boring senior pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was so awesome when you came and just did a great job with high school. And then now you're able to kind of live out some of the stuff that we're talking about mm-hmm. today that we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk about this whole thing of like spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, how is one formed? Like what is, how does this yeah. work? Uh, but I think even like within both within high school and then within your ministry in college, probably especially you're able to kind of like put some of this stuff into practice. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Totally. Just working with students and like being a little bit ahead of them in life, just being a little older, yeah. I could look back and see, oh, okay, like these are things you should pay attention to as we're mm-hmm. developing program or our services and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into that a little bit because the reason we're talking to you about it is because <laughs> you decided to go back to school and then you're going to school, but then you decided to change your major, mm-hmm. right? Very and so why don't you kind of like tell this whole story of, of what you're doing in school and how yeah. that's been. Totally. So I started going back to school in 2017. So it's been a few years now. Yes. And I was just studying theology because why not theology? You know, yeah. seems good. And while it was great, um, I felt like as I was taking, so in at Talbot, I'm at Talbot at Biola. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to take three classes in spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. And 
I found myself just really, really enjoying those classes and being super interested in them and being like, this is like a spiritual discipline in itself mm-hmm. and just so intrigued and wanting to learn more. And so I just started praying about it and I was like, no, nah, I don't think I want to switch my whole major because that takes another year yeah. to do that. And I'm like, I'm already going to be here for four years. But <laughs> I, I felt, I finally felt like, you know what? It's worth making the move mm. to really study something I'm interested in and even feel like the Lord was kind of moving me in. Um, it's worth another year. So ended up making the move. And so I've been in the spiritual formation program for a year now, entering my second year right now. Okay. Awesome. So, and I know like, so we're talking to you about this. I know you don't necessarily, you're, you're in your second year, so you're not yeah. here <laughs> claiming to be like the world's foremost expert, No. but I think most people in the realm of spiritual formation, no, nobody would say they're the world's foremost expert. I'm sure everybody's like, a, it feels like a group that's you a lear- posture of learning. Yeah, and, you learn, yeah. More, the longer you're in it, you learn less, how much less you actually know about things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a really humbling experience exactly. actually. Yeah. That's cool. And I, What's interesting, like, at least for me, like in my relation to all this is like when I because I went to Talbot as well and graduated in 1999. Ooh, from I Talbot. was nine. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you were nine years old. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. I start, yeah, I start really old. So all those people that think I'm like the young pastor or something, it's like, nope. <laughs> hey, you're still young. Yo, hey, thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> you get a raise. <laughs> yes. Are we done yet? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I had this class with Dr. John Coe. Mm-hmm who was kind of one of the people that really got the whole ISF, the Institute of Spiritual Formation going. And yeah. I actually had another class with Judy Tanelsoff, who mm-hmm. is like another one of those people, but it was before any of that stuff oh, yeah. existed. And so I remember having this class on the theology of human nature, it was mm-hmm. called with Co. Mm-hmm. And he, and I remember just being like, oh, you're this like crazy <laughs> sort of like mad professor genius yes. <laughs> person. And I'm very like confused and also extremely intrigued. And it was for the first time that I was ever told Mm -hmm. to spend an hour plus just listening to what God might say to me. Yes. Yeah. And so anyway, that was kind of my, (laughs) yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that was like my introduction Mm -hmm. to some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, it was like, it was really cool to kind of see how then that whole thing got developed at least at Biola, which is sort of maybe it was new to Biola, but it was definitely not new to the church as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, But okay, all that to say, like Mm -hmm. through this last couple of years for you, how do you feel like while studying? Well, you know, maybe let me like go back to one other question. Let's actually ask the question of like, what is spiritual formation first in case people listening are just kind of like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what are we talking about when we say spiritual formation? Good question. (laughs) Thank you. before we say that, I think it's okay. important to say like that there are so many ways that we have been formed and are currently being formed in life. Yes. And so separating that, those hundreds of other things mm-hmm. from spiritual formation is essential at first because spiritual formation then is the God-ordained way that he transforms us and that's through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in our cooperation with him in that. Okay. So that's a pretty general broad statement, but it's the Holy Spirit's work in our life and our job is to open to that. Okay, cool. Okay. And so then other ways that we're formed is like our intellect or our character or our physical body or when you say other ways we're formed. Other ways. Yeah. Whatever you're studying in school, whoever you hang out with, Mm -hmm. like if you're pursuing sports, you're going to be formed more into like that type of athlete or you're going to be formed by what you're reading or what you're watching on TV, what music you're listening to, Mm -hmm. all those 
types of things, what you're looking at on Instagram or Facebook. Yes. All those things. Slow. It's a slow process, but they're slowly forming you yep. into who you are today yep, totally. and who you will be. Right. Like something I feel like I've noticed negatively in my life is like since the advent of the iPhone or yeah. this like smartphone, it's like I can tell that I'm being formed by mm-hmm. this thing in a way of like even my attention span or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. so we can for sure be slowly over time formed by something negatively. Or yeah. Positively. And the scary thing about that is it's hard to know in the moment. Right. Like, how are you being formed? But it's a cool thing with spiritual formation. It's all right, as we're engaging with the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. he's growing and developing us, we know it's a positive thing and something right. grounded in scripture and truth. And so, yeah, it, that's actually really interesting. Like just thinking about that right now, because I think about how, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have noticed that my attention span is worse in one day mm-hmm. of having an iPhone for 10 years, <laughs> let's yeah. say, or whatever. In the same way, I might be down on myself if I like am in some mode of prayer or something and I don't feel like I'm changing in one day. Oh, yeah. But... You and know, that's right. the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Like John Coe actually always says, spiritual formation is the slowest motion on earth. Hmm. It takes time. And that's why we don't like it a lot of times. Because <laughs> yep. we want instant gratification. I want that. Like, yeah. I'm like, God, I see this in my heart. I don't want it there anymore. So take it away. Yes. But he doesn't work like that. And we want him to. Yeah. But it's a slow process. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. Okay. So. Within that, then, how for you has this last couple of years been sort of personally? How, how have you seen that, like this being in this more deeply? How has yeah. it shaped you personally? That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, spiritual formation essentially in itself has been something I've been pursuing. So as I pursue it, basically I'm opening my heart to it, which means I am ready to receive I have this willingness to learn. So I'm not, my heart isn't like hardened and like turned off. I'm like, I don't want to grow and I want to learn. Right. I've been really open to it. So if something happens when you open yourself to it or just things in life, when you open yourself to God and you're like, all right, God, I'm going to do something. I think he will. Yeah. Um, and in this program, I have to, I'm required to do therapy. I'm required to do spiritual direction okay. and I'm required to do prayer projects. Like I have a prayer project every week, which is an hour of prayer, guided prayer okay. in something. And so when you're doing all of that, you are faced with a lot of, I mean, therapy in itself, put that aside. That's like something that's been really good for me this year, just kind of unpacking, you know, family dynamic and unpacking just who I am. It's really healthy. I'm a big big advocate of that. But on the other side, (laughs) yeah, there's spiritual direction. Yeah, explain that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like so what spiritual that direction yeah. is essentially one Christian sitting with another Christian. One Christian is trained in how to be a spiritual director, while the other one is someone like me. I'm the directee right now. Right. So I'm actually being trained in that in the program as well. It's different from like a mentor, different from a therapist. Um, and what the role of the spiritual director is to sit with the directee and the other person and to help them as they listen, to help them navigate God's presence in their life. So you listen to them and hear them and talk about their prayer life and what is going on in their life, trials or joys or mm. events, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And through prayer and scripture and being with them, um, you try to help them navigate, well, what might God be doing in your life? And yeah. it's, it's, a, we, it's loosely held because we want to, you don't want to be like, this is what God is doing. Right, it's right. more questionable. Do you think it's this? Do you think it's this? And just kind of helping surround them. Right. Um, so you're trained in certain ways. Like even right now I'm being trained in like how to li- 
listen well and how, what mm-hmm. does that look like? Kind of like therapists are trained mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. But then also learning history of spiritual formation, like look, going back to the monastics and all those types of things to look and see how has God worked and developed and grown people in the history right. of the church. Right. Because this notion of spiritual formation or spiritual direction has been around for what, mm-hmm. like a thousand years oh, or yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah. It's just like not in today's culture, it's either really weird or it's like a not common thing. People just don't know about it. Right. Yeah. And I think even post-Reformation, it was kind of considered mm-hmm. Catholic. Yeah. And more liturgical. Right. And then it was like <clears throat> things that were Catholic were bad mm-hmm. or something, but recognizing, well, this was yeah. a thing that was like when the church was only Catholic mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, this is definitely. a thing before, before the Reformation, yeah. not only Catholic, they're Orthodox, yeah. things, but you know, um, they but, engaged more with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think though, now we're kind of like learning how to filter, like to understand what is like good and what, you know, versus mm-hmm. just yeah. kind of turning away from all of that. Right. So, um, what, cause that whole thing of listening and something I feel like I've, I try to understand more is this whole notion of prayerful listening, mm-hmm. which is like part of spiritual direction as much as I can yeah. understand. Like, how do you, like, how do you, practice that like for you how do you like pray and listen at the same time or what does that mean for you yeah good question (laughs) that's good I mean I'm four weeks into my first semester of practicum so learning how to do that type of stuff but it's it's active listening so it's as you're listening to the others speak it's you know that like you're you know it's like pray without seizing it's just being conscious that the Holy Spirit is there and sometimes what we're learning is like as you're listening to the person talk you might have to pause and even like look away from it to know that they know you're thinking and even in prayer mm. to be like, oh, okay, maybe they're like talking to the Lord about this. And like, and you know, the spiritual directors are trained to be like, like I said, it's, it's not, this is what's happening. It's what do you think about mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. you know, or like, or even like affirming, validating their feelings and maybe helping give them different vocabulary uh-huh. for it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. If that's. Yeah, no, that makes sense because it's always like a it's like a really interesting thing to me, but it's always mm-hmm. been sort of a challenging thing for me, yeah. right? To try and be yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray and I'm listening. Yeah, I think that's the importance um, though of being okay with silence and the person you're with in spiritual direction. You expect it in a regular conversation. It might be weird for someone to be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, is he just like gonna stop talking for ten seconds? But you just you know, it's like you could do it. It's just this active, active like pursuit of all right the lord is here he's moving but yeah you expect it in spiritual direction yeah you know my my director does that you know she'll like look away and like i could tell she's thinking you know that's cool and then she'll come back to me in like 20 seconds i'm like all right give it to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome it it feels very sage like also you know yeah Yeah. very sage yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah Yeah. maybe not great in a podcast but uh... (laughs) no (laughs) because wouldn't be that yeah wouldn't be that helpful That's cool. Okay. So then I, as people are listening, just trying to like have this be, you know, I mean, we can talk a lot about like history. We can talk a lot about yeah. like these <laughs> no, sort of theoretical things and we, we do want that, but also just kind of what's yeah. practical for them. But mm-hmm. even like can we start like on the almost like negative side of like, what kind of stuff can we do that hinders our, mm-hmm. our own personal like formation of becoming more like Christ? Right. right totally. I think the, First big, so we're talking, we are as Christians, so we're talking like you're a Christian, uh, yes, you're following yes, yes. Jesus. Um, so every Christian, every follower of Jesus has the gift of the Holy Spirit. And yes. I think 
there's a couple things. First, you could forget that you have the gift of the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. you. I even think like Francis Chan wrote a book years ago called The Forgotten God. And yeah. just this idea of, okay, we know the Father, we know the Son. It's like, oh, wait, who's the Holy Spirit? And <laughs> yeah, it I think sometimes people, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, the, yeah, who's this? Is it even real? Like, yeah. does he exist? You know, and um, so I think just not even acknowledging that you have that is one hindrance mm-hmm. or have him <laughs> is one hindrance. Uh, but then another one is having a hardened heart towards God in general mm-hmm. and not wanting to really grow and face those vices in your heart and face those things that he wants mm-hmm. to transform mm-hmm. and just kind of being okay with where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If we're okay with where our at, we are at, we won't, we won't grow. And right. God's not going to force us to, he's not going to like make us grow, you right. know, and he wants to in his grace and love for us. And doesn't mean the journey will be easy. It's usually not actually, hmm. but, um, you have to have an open heart and just a willingness yeah. and even an obedience and a knowledge that like God wants this for you and he's with you. Um, but if you're not open and willing, then right. you're going to be hindered. Right. Yeah. We can be closed off to almost like any relationship, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. any, any way yeah. or any form of growth. And it's true that growth typically involves some pain, right? right? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Whether that's, I mean, we have these expressions of growing pains or like mm-hmm. kids that are growing too fast and their legs mm-hmm. hurt or whatever. But mm-hmm. like we have those just in life of like growth is hard. And so yeah. sometimes people just don't want to have to oh, yeah. deal with any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could see how turning away, I don't know, any other kind of things that you think like are ways that we tend to hinder our spiritual growth in that way? I think additionally, um, just not wanting to spend time with the Lord, not giving it time. Like we said, it's a slow process and it takes time, which means it takes patience. And I think of Psalm 27 all the time, wait patiently for the Lord, be strong and courageous, Mm. wait patiently for the Lord, because that's how he works. It's a slow process. Mm. And so it's a daily choice to abide. It's a daily choice to engage with him. Not, you don't gotta be legalistic about it. If you don't read the Bible one day, it's okay, you know, yeah. but like that's, that is a way we engage. We engage with the Lord in prayer and yeah. actually spending time in prayer with him, not just petitional prayer, but like prayer where we're like actively listening for the voice of the Lord or just being with him. Yeah. That takes so much time. And in today's society, we don't give that time. Right. And it might even take us longer in today's society to yes. get there, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, myself, like I try you know, every morning to like spend time with the Lord. And like, I I do okay at that. And I don't want it to become a legalistic thing. I really want it to become something that's Mm -hmm. for my transformation, just my relationship with him. Um, But sometimes I'm like, all right, I have 20 minutes where I'm like, I really should for knowing myself, like spend time, like an hour with him, Mm -hmm. you know, in the morning. Mm -hmm. So even that it's like, all right, I could wake up earlier, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's it's being willing to like, let your time uh, go to him and, um, just being intentional with yeah. him in those ways. And there's tons of spiritual discipline. It's not just prayer and Bible reading, but those are popular ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pop <laughs> kind culture. Of, they're kind of core. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay. So <clears throat> then, well, maybe like, maybe I should ask before I ask this question of like, what can we do then that helps it? But like, let's talk first about this whole notion of like us doing anything mm-hmm. like, <laughs> Because it's like a, kind of a challenging topic, right? Because yeah. this is like the role of the Holy Spirit, but what is like our role in that? So let's kind of mm-hmm. like unpack that a little bit. Yeah, where do we a, come in? This is a big question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can go so many ways with it. But I'll start with this by saying 
a lot of people who grew up in the church have become really good moralists. We right. we know how to be good little boys and good little girls, right? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. We know the right things to do, right things to say. We know how to act on a Sunday morning or evening, whatever it mm-hmm. is right now. Um, but then the depth of our walk with the Lord isn't quite there. And mm-hmm. so we have to understand that like our hearts are complicated and that our hearts are like the core of who we are because in our hearts are our desires, our hopes, our joys, Mm. our our dreams, our fears, our anger, all these capacities we have are at the core of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that we need to come face to face with these things and recognize that, Oh, I, I actually might need, if I really want to like be made more into the image of Christ, I might actually need to like, admit and kind of seek out what's going on here. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So like this whole thing of the, the role of the Holy spirit though, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I've always sort of had this like struggle even in my own self of just like, okay, what does that mean? Like let God do this work in me or the Holy spirit's forming me. And, and then I'm like, okay, so does that mean I just, I, I would always flippantly like, bur- like in a brat kind of way, be like, so what do I just sit and watch TV then the spirit does the work, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's like my bratty like response to it because when mm-hmm. people, sometimes people say it, sometimes I feel like people say like, oh man, it's just like the spirit does the work. Like they say it, yeah. like almost use that as like a weapon or something, or they right, use right. that like to shut you down and you're kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, well help me like, let's just, I feel like there's more mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah. some level. There's gotta be like something more to it. Um, but I don't know, yeah. you know, do you... no, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of hard to answer, I guess, because at the basic level, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. We don't go and do a B and C. It's not as linear as we want it to be. Right. It's actually super messy. And that's why each of us are on our own journeys of what that looks like. Yep. And so for us though, so there's also this concept of spiritual theology and spiritual theology is essentially knowing, okay, we have scripture in the Bible and in this hand and we go, okay, this is truth. This is foundational. This is how we know about God and ourselves and view of who God is, all of that. But on the other side, we have the Holy spirit in our hearts. And so this is spiritual theology with our scripture in hand and the Holy spirit with us in us, we go, how does the Holy Spirit actually work and how does he actually grow and develop us? So that's the whole question of spiritual theology. Right, right. And it proposes that massive question. And part of that is looking back into history of the church or histories of the Christians walk and going, this is typically how the Holy Spirit has worked in the life of the Christian. Mm -hmm. And that's when you come upon tons of things. Like on one spectrum, you have, the consolation is what we talk about. That's the comforting. That's when like mm-hmm. someone feels super close to God. Consolation is the felt presence of the Holy Spirit with you. It's like, I feel him with me. Life is great. Almost like a summer type of season. It's mm-hmm. really good. On the opposite side of the spectrum, you have the felt absence of God, which is what we call the dark night of the soul. Right. And so in between those two spectrums are a variety of different things. And you might live your whole life and never have a dark night of the soul. Right. In fact, you don't have to. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't want that and not, we don't know what God's going to do in our life, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you can start opening to him now and you yeah. can start going, God, what are you doing? God, yeah. what do you want to transform in me? But again, within that whole spectrum are 
tons of things. There's even dark night of the senses or dark night of the spirit, which is the human spirit, where it's like, I've been living my whole Christian life based off of knowledge of scripture and my theology. And God's like, Hey, there's more there. I want a relationship. So there's so much when it comes to that, but essentially it's looking back and going, this is how he has worked in the life, you know, from scripture on in the life of followers of Jesus. And that's typically how he will continue to work in our lives now. Right. right. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to work regardless almost of what you do in the Mm -hmm. way he's going to want to work. Mm -hmm. But you did say something in the, in the definition at the very, very beginning that I, that I liked is this thing of cooperating, like in cooperation with the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. So that does like kind of give me a little bit of a sense of like, okay, like, yes, this is the spirit doing this work, but. I guess I could reject the spirit's work. So yeah. I'm saying I want to open myself to the spirit's work more in me. Yeah. All it is, is God, what are you doing? Yeah. And we'll ask that a lot. Yeah. I've asked that a lot. When you, when you experience a painful season, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you might not hear an answer for a while, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's in retrospect, you know? Yep. And by his grace, he could tell you what he's doing Yeah. and he'll invite you to walk with him. Mm-hmm. And he's with us all the time. It's, it's being prayerful all the time and you don't have to get on your knees and, you know, fold your hands and yeah, close yeah, your eyes. It's, your bed. <laughs> God, you're with me. God, you're with me. And yeah. God, I need you. I mm-hmm. need you. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it's being mindful that he is with us mm-hmm. and we can't do much more beyond that. Right. And, and pursue what we call the means of grace, the spiritual disciplines. Right. To engage more with him. Right. Okay. So spiritual disciplines. Let's talk about yeah, that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. Cause I think that's, um, you know, part of when we think about what can like help us move more towards is probably a little bit of mm-hmm. some of that. And yes. so there's like, what are like some of the core spiritual disciplines that you think would be good for people to consider practicing? Great. Yeah. First, of course, reading scripture. Yep. And even in that, there's ways you could do that. You know, like a right. popular one is Latino Divina. It's a yeah. slow reading of it and just kind of quote unquote, chewing on the words and mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. what's there. Um, so scriptures. Let's talk about one. that like a little more because, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Cause I've really enjoyed that yeah. in my life as well. Mm-hmm. And at least like in times when I've done it uh, or things that I've some guides that I've had um, mm-hmm. to help with that. Yeah. Like at, it's like prayerful, like asking the spirit to enter into that kind of a moment you're mm-hmm. going to read. And then, and then as you read, it's kind of like what stands out to you almost, right? Like a mm-hmm. word or something where, yeah. and and it's like, don't read, you know, 10 chapters or something, right? Like read a couple paragraphs or it's something. Even, yeah. Or, it could just be a chunk of like yeah. a chunk of verses or one verse. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like, okay, then why did that verse sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, at least some stuff that I've done, like, why did that verse stand out to me or, or that word stand out to me? And then right. you're kind of praying and talking to God about mm-hmm. Lord, why did that verse stand out to me? But then mm-hmm. you're reading it again and again. Yeah. 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 Essentially that's it. And okay. he'll, like illuminate a, you know, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> illuminate a word yeah. or a phrase. And it's like, all right, well, because that stood out, like maybe he's doing a work in me here. And yeah. so it's kind of going, all right, God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. what is it here you have for me? And you know, the thing is, we, I think I used to be like, I want to walk away from every time I read the scripture and be inspired and be motivated. Yeah. And like, and have like this moment, yeah, have this moment. <laughs> but like, that's not what it is all the time. Right. But it's a, it's a quiet, gentle, like abiding and quiet, gentle. Like, he's with me, and yeah. as I read the scripture and read his word, like I'm learning about him. I'm learning how the person he calls me to be. 
all those types That's of things. Cool. So That's scripture's cool. a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Prayer is another big one. Yes. You know, I will admit like prayer's hard for me. Like it's yeah. hard to, I'm really good at praying when I'm faced with a hardship mm-hmm. or faced mm-hmm. with something that's uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, God, like take it away or fix this or <laughs> yeah. do something here, you know? Yeah. Um, and God doesn't just typically fix things. He wants to retrain them, which right. is a whole nother process. But, um, yeah, prayer is a big one. There's all types of prayer. Like I would encourage everyone listening. I think a lot of people, including myself, are really good at petitionary prayer, bringing yes. requests before God, which is good. Yep. He calls us to. He, I think he wants us to because we're relying on him and depending on him. Yep. But there's so much more beyond that. There's one called centering prayer, which I'm trying to, I have to practice for class five days a week right now. It's so hard. It was really hard the first time. It's just being mindful of God for 20 minutes. I only have to do it five minutes now. Okay. But the first week was 20 minutes a day and just being mindful of God. And when your mind wanders off, you have this sacred word. So mine was um, Jesus. And mm-hmm. so whenever my mind will not wander, I'm like thinking about everything I have to do the rest of the yeah. week or looking at this thing on my wall. I'm like, oh my gosh, I go, Jesus. Okay. And you kind of recenter. And it's yeah, just cool. being God's presence. Yeah. So there's different types of prayer. Yeah. I've liked one, one like that, like where it was... Uh, you're like breathing. It was like a, a breathing in and out, but like almost like saying, I would be, I would say things like Jesus. I'm almost like on my inhale. And then like my eyes are on you on my exhale. Mm-hmm. Like when I would, when I would drift, like oh, that yeah, was yeah, kind yeah. of like my thing. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was kind of like a, a cool one. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is kind of cool to talk about yeah. different stuff. No, yeah. yeah. So there's tons of prayer. Yeah. Um, journaling, just kind of processing what's going on in your mind. You could journal anything, but you could also turn it into like a prayer journal. Um, right. I like hiking. That's a great spiritual discipline yes. for me or running. I've been you. running a lot and like, I'm just, it's not like super spiritual or whatever, but it's, I'm mindful of God when I do these things yeah. and enjoying his creation and nature. I think anything that points us back to God and who he is and who we are in him or not even that, I guess, just anything that points us back to God, like right. that could be a spiritual discipline. Right. I think that can help people too. There's like a lot of people are like if you sit and pray and close your eyes or you're laying down or something, mm-hmm. you'll either like drift to sleep or you're yeah. like mind will just kind of mm-hmm. have a hard time. Like that's mm-hmm. like a thing for me and like walking, yeah. you know, it's not like hiking, but hiking is like ideal. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but even just like walking of any kind and like, yeah. like I've been like a thing that I've done is like where I'll be like talking out, like praying out loud while walking. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I come around like a bend and there's like people and I'm like, Oh, what's up? I'm not <laughs> That's a crazy what you got person. AirPods for. <laughs> yeah. Tell you're on the phone. Yeah, exactly. I do exactly. all the time. <laughs> That's perfect. But it helps my mind not just yeah. wander, you know, right. sometimes if I'm just in the quiet of my head, I'm just like all of a sudden I'm gone and I have no idea how long went by, yeah. um, which I know is like, can be okay. And there's ways to kind of, you know, think through even your mind wandering and like what God's doing mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. But, um, but that's like been super helpful to me and in my swimming. Oh yeah. I've been doing that because swimming cool. has become like the place of utter mm. quiet. Like, oh, yeah, cause cool. your head's yeah. underwater. Usually it's like dark, like yeah. in like <laughs> in the ocean or yeah. whatever, in our ocean or, and so I just been like almost yeah. doing like the Lord's prayer on repeat. Like cool. to myself. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but and you can't even like listen to music there, right? Yeah, exactly. Because so like, you can't like listen to podcasts or music. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, they're just like. I think it's easy for people like me who grew up in the church be like, oh, you, these are the only spiritual disciplines I have. Right. But it's it's inviting God into what you're doing. You know, I mean, if it's sinful, that's not a spiritual discipline. Right. But essentially, it's all right. What am I doing, and how can I yep. just 
involve God in this process. Yeah, that's so, cool. That's really yeah. good. That's really good. Yeah, and so like, so when it comes to spiritual disciplines, like, there's tons of things. Obviously, oh, like, yeah. do you have any kind of like resources or books or websites or stuff that you think is yeah. good for people to check out more about that? Yes, there is a book. I don't remember the name right now. We'll have to put it in a link somewhere. It's the one that Josh Simpson. It's that had. Adele Calhoun, I think, is the that author. That one. Yes, that one. I have it's it. Great. I was just, I was just literally reading it yeah. today. <laughs> there's like 50 plus spiritual disciplines. Yes. It's like, like the spiritual discipline handbook or something like that. By I think yeah. it's, but it's Calhoun. Adele Calhoun. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, okay, that's it. It's that's an awesome book. I literally great. just saw it for the first time. Yeah. Like I had to get it for my class ago. actually. Okay, when went, before I was in ISF, but yeah, oh, cool. It's great and like there, it's like each page has like a graph of like verses and then like how you can incorporate this into your life and yeah. the definition, all that. Yeah, it's great. And it's like three pages on each discipline yes. and it has tons which is like kind of perfect because yeah, you don't really feel like you need to read 30 pages about it necessarily right. yeah. so that's no, cool that's great okay yeah uh other ones or any like is there any like web res- are there any web resources that you know oh, of? yeah there's a lot <laughs> i know i should have prepared <laughs> top of my head question, man um there's a few that kind of help you engage in like a moment more like sabbath type yeah. stuff but off the top of my head i don't, don't remember right What's your opinion on, and it's okay because I know you kind of know my opinion on this question I'm going to ask, but it's okay if you have a different one. But what's your like opinion on like meditation apps and stuff like that, like Christian ones oh, or any? Yeah, I think I think they're great if they're giving you space to spend time with the Lord. Um, yeah. I know people can get a little iffy about even the word meditation, right? Um, but I think it's completely separate from like the Eastern, Eastern yeah. way of uh, right. meditating. Um and essentially it's just a guided prayer. And so it just gives space to help kind of like slow down mm-hmm. and have someone who's kind of helping you guide, um, your, your time with the Lord and mm-hmm. your prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so I know like one's called abide. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's that like Bible, just the Bible one that's dwell. Mm-hmm. Dwell. Um, yeah, just scripture. Like even read. today, like I had the dwell app on John three, just like on mm-hmm. repeat. And I just like mm-hmm. laid there for like a half hour and just listened to John three on Nicodemus. repeat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just for like, like a half yeah. hour. I know people might be like, wow, you have a weird life. But <laughs> you're in the right role. I know exactly. But I was, and it was just like, yeah. I felt like I needed that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I just was like, okay. Yeah, and good. so, yeah. and that just goes cool. to show too. Like I like those apps because it reminds me like, Oh, I don't have to do this alone. Like we need other people. Yep. And like Paul talks about all the time, like, those are the one another's, you know, even that's what spiritual directors are, yep. therapists are, all of that. Community. Well, and speaking of that stuff too, like our mm-hmm. new thing that we have on our Instagram is like the, oh, yeah. the Saturday, Saturday slowdown, Saturday slowdown. It's my voice. It is. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but it's, it's basically fun. like a, yeah. it was like a nine minute guided prayer this week, yeah. right? Based off of the Sunday message. Based off the Sunday message. Okay. Yeah. So it just gives you space to kind of remember and like it's all offering up prayers to God and just kind of going, God, what are you doing in this area of my life? Yeah. And what would you say to me about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And that could just be like an easy way for people to start like mm-hmm. in this kind of stuff. Yeah. Even that Saturday slowdown concept where like, hey, OK, listen, you can scroll back, you know, mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah. listen to these like Saturday mm-hmm. slowdowns and like it's less than 10 minutes and yeah. you can just like it's all it it sounds weird but it's like almost being done for you you get to oh, just yeah. sort of experience it and take it in yep and that's kind of relaxing yeah you know no, for sure <laughs> doesn't require much effort and it's kind of like okay it's there i just gotta press play yeah 
give and it like the time. engage mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's good. That's neat. Okay, so when it comes to spiritual formation, like I think we probably predominantly think about it like in solitude. Like mm-hmm. this is something I'm supposed to, I mean, I guess we do think about spiritual direction, like yeah. in that almost like counseling kind of format mm-hmm. of being directed spiritually. But like most of like disciplines and that kind of stuff, we kind of, I don't know, at least I think we lean towards like, okay, I'm going to yeah. go be by myself. And, right. and that's true. But like, what's the role of community or how does this sometimes get played out in community? Yeah. Community is huge. Yeah. Um, that was even something like the monks missed out on admittedly, hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. had each other in the evenings, but they spent like 12 hours in prayer, you know? Yeah. So we're kind of missing out on that. But, um, we like, God gave us the church for a reason. He gave us community for a reason yep. and we have wisdom to glean from each other. And this is where I see it most fitting. There are people, and especially at a church like Calvary, mm-hmm. we have generations upon generations mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful thing. Right. There's people who have gone before you and have experienced like, hard things or a dark night of the soul or whatever it is. And they can help look back and encourage you yeah. or just sit with you and be there. Um, and it doesn't have to be like an older person, you know, always investing in the younger person. It could right. be in any stage of life, you can go through these types of seasons. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so it's the whole concept of being with another. And even like what you're talking about Sunday, it's a spiritual friendship. It's saying like, I just need to sit with someone and have them hear me and yeah. listen to me and like they don't have to say anything and they can just listen and yeah. I just need to be heard right now because I have all this going on inside of me. Um, and so that's, that's especially like for people who are going through difficult times. Yeah. And even when well, that's like, all, that's yeah. everybody. I mean, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep going though. Sorry. Yeah. And so, but then when life seems like, Oh, there's not much hardship going on right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little easier to kind of back away mm-hmm. from the community, but we still need each other. We yeah, we true. are still wired and made this way. And maybe at that point, that's when you can invest in others and mm-hmm. kind of be a rock for them. Right. And you'll probably grow through that too, oh, right? Definitely. Yeah. You'll yeah. Into- We're always growing in so many different ways, you mm-hmm. know, like I've had a, I've had people in my life who've walked with me through hard things and I've been able to walk through other people with their hard things and just even sitting with them is transformational because the right. Lord's there and right. he's working in both of us yeah. through this experience. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, I know I do think that cause this is all, it's not just like how you can get more sort of like this. I don't know. I don't like what the word is, but you almost think of like, this is like definitely not like a Christian word, but you almost think of it this like Zen, like Christian, like yeah. Zen out person, you know, they're all yeah, like yeah. peaceful <laughs> and just like this, very, this monk, like calm. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, but this is also, this is more about growing to be mm-hmm. more like Christ. Right. And exactly. Christ seemed yeah. like Jesus seemed like he was <laughs> around people a lot. Right. And, oh yeah. He was around people <laughs> and he wasn't afraid to say things. <laughs> yeah. And we learn a lot from Jesus because, yeah, he was with people all the time, yet he retreated. Yep. But he didn't stay retreated. He, right. he was always with people, you know. Yep. Um, and he felt okay sleeping in storms, you know. And, like, yeah. it's okay. Uh, but, yeah, like, we definitely need each other and to encourage each other, to keep each other grounded, to remind each other of truth. Um, mm. And to say, hey, like, this is actually more serious. You might need a referral mm-hmm. to actually go to a director or right. to go to therapy right. um, or meet with a pastor and talk about. Yeah, this. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, I know. I've, so 
interestingly, I haven't like in recent years gone to like a spiritual director mm-hmm. per se. I had a guy in my life that was like that kind of earlier on in my life and, or in my adulthood, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like recently I have gone to counseling and this yeah. year, so kind of mm-hmm. like you, like I've had yeah. some of that like counseling experience this year and it's been really helpful and it's not, it's not spiritual direction. Right. But what's interesting is like, it is a, like she is a Christian therapist and she has like more directed me to, in some ways it feels like it's been spiritual direction at some level, like at least in the mm-hmm. instructions I've been given, like, like what to do after the session, yeah. let's say mm-hmm. of like, okay, well like take this and and like sit with the Lord about this, you know, yeah, or whatever. And then that's right. kind of like what I've been doing in that. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And then there's even like this whole thing of like what, um, Desiree and our prayer ministry, Desiree Elrod and our prayer ministry here at Calvary mm-hmm. do, which is kind of like different, but in the same, yeah. like, yeah. World. Same area <laughs> of like caring for our souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the prayer ministry is more like, them praying with you right. in that moment. Right. Whereas direction is more what's going on in your prayer life. Yes. And how could we maybe see what God's doing here? Right. Because mm-hmm. it would be like similar to quote unquote talk therapy, mm-hmm. but like about your prayer life and your yeah, closeness yeah. to God. Yeah, it's all focused on God. Yeah. And we yeah. always say, you know, God is the ultimate, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate spiritual director. Yes. We're just two Christians sitting here trying to figure it out and hoping we're on the right path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah. And I like how you say like it's, you know, this almost can like start with a friend and then like, if you like kind of, if, or as mm-hmm. you need it, you can go to someone else. Cause it yeah. was funny. Like I was even in a recent sermon, just talking about this Eugene Peterson book, wisdom of each other. Yeah. And Eugene Peterson kind of like bashed spiritual direction <laughs> in oh, the book. Uh-huh. Like, but he wasn't bashing the whole thing. He was bashing like, ex- he was bashing like expertise. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like, yeah, you can, if, if you're doing this, this, and this, and this, you can call that spiritual direction. He's like, or you could just call it a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if the church almost was kind of doing what they're it. supposed to do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then yeah, I think maybe we'd have some more. Right. Right. Or lack of need for some other things. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, cause I'm not like no, bashing I, it at all. Cause I think he was like, uh, went a little too far, <laughs> but was, I really liked yeah. what he says, but no, sometimes sense. he's kind of like also trying to provoke you in that way. Like, okay, just everything. You don't need to sort of hire it out. Like you can be this for each other. Right. And including like pastors and stuff, mm-hmm. he would say the same thing to you. you know? Yeah. And so, for sure. Um, yeah. so like, do you think there's ways that we, I don't know. We sort of get confused in this whole area of spiritual formation or are there like ways that we can kind of get off track or focus on the wrong things or anything like that? I don't know. Yeah. I think initially, I mean, for me, there's just this concept that it's just like kind of out there and bizarre and weird, you know, and it can be, you can make it weird. Um, (laughs) But I think getting more off track with it would be, taking like scripture out of context and like yeah. saying you have the right answers and like, you know, for sure what God is doing, which, you know, it's kind of a bold thing to say, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're taught to like kind of live loosely open handedly, mm-hmm. but knowing God is guiding us and leading us. Um, right. And I think it's like, we shouldn't be judgmental toward one another. We, mm. everyone is on their own journey and they're going to experience the Lord different ways than you are. And yep if we're really good at reading our Bible in the morning and pursuing that, that's great. But if someone isn't, you know, we might not be the right person to like, <laughs> we shouldn't be judging them for that. Yeah. It's good to encourage, right. but right. you have to have the right, 
right. balance. Yeah, it's probably more important to be kind of focused on how your growth is versus like telling everybody else how there should yeah. be. It's like the plank <laughs> in your own eye yeah, type exactly, thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so cool. Like, I think this is really good. I think this is kind of like an interesting, like, introduction for yeah. people into this world of spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say people are wanting to kind of go a little bit deeper or learn yeah. a little bit more. Like what kind of resources would you recommend for them? Yeah, there are a bunch of books. Yeah. Um, man, a ton of books. You can look into like St. John of the Cross is a big one. That's pretty mm-hmm. heady. Mm-hmm. But he's the one who termed or coined that phrase, Dark Night of the Soul. Or yep. um, there's one called Beloved Dust by Kyle Strobel mm. um, and another guy. Uh there are one called relational soul and how we are souls that need to relate and okay. it be in community and be able to have relations with others. Um, and those are probably like relational soul and beloved dust are probably a little more accessible, right? Yes. Those are easy to find. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And like mm-hmm. maybe easier to read to you than <laughs> yeah. St. John of the Cross. Oh, yeah. St. John of the Cross <laughs> is pretty heady, but if, if you're out there and you want to, yeah. you want to get that, no. go for it. And it's interesting actually. It, that, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like a, yeah, an old saint. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, oh, there's a lot more. Right. I'm trying to think of what I've been reading in class. Yeah. A lot. Um, there's one called contemplative prayer that's by John Coe and oh, yeah. Kyle Strobel. Okay. That's pretty, it's a pretty new book, but that one's good. Just on what does it look like to engage the Lord in contemplative prayer? Right, what is that? Right. And there's different articles in there. Yeah. Do you guys still read some of that like Richard Foster stuff or? There's one on know? prayer. Actually, yeah. I have that for my class right now, but we haven't read it yet. Okay. Yeah. Cause these like seem to be a yeah, pretty predominant like writer in that yeah, world. For sure. That, like it, again, is more mm-hmm. sort of like accessible to the yeah. non-seminary student. Yes. Yes. I forget the author, but I'm reading one right now on the seven deadly sins. Oh, okay. It's like the signature sins, I think it's called. But it's okay. really good because it talks about, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, like our heart and how we have vices and virtues in it. And right. the Holy Spirit wants to retrain those vices, not just fix them, take yep. them away, yep. retrain them. Um, and so that one's really good. And cool. we, we've all heard of this seven deadly sins, right. but Absolutely. goes in depth. So That's cool. Yeah. And so if, even if people were curious of what Biola Talbot has to offer, mm-hmm. they could look up that Institute of Spiritual Formation. Yep. They, ha- they always have info nights. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And aren't there even like some sort of like certificate type programs and stuff yeah, as well? Yeah, there's like a certificate program, which is like a quarter of the units, right. MA, um, there's yep. MDiv if you want to go real far. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then yeah. they can also just chat with you and with they, yeah, definitely. you know, when, by the time this airs, we'll be, uh, churches in person, you know, <laughs> hopefully yeah. still by the time this airs, yeah, uh, know, but, right? <laughs> yeah. but awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much, Aaron. And thank mm-hmm. you for like, I just love how you are digging into this for yourself and for, um, you know, for our church and just how like you are able to kind of express some of these like thoughts and truths in just a, I think a really, mm. again, accessible way for lots yeah. of different people. Mm. So thanks Eric. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and thank you for listening to the Calvary Life podcast. <laughs>